Hailing Frequencies Open, and welcome to Star Trek Discoverage, the live podcast that boldly goes into excruciating detail about this week's episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm your host, Aaron Coker, a.k.a. Caliban, and no way is Modesto the moon of San Francisco. Oakland is the moon of San Francisco. Modesto is like the series of San Francisco at best. Joining me on the show, as usual, is my co-host. She's also the co-host of the Generations Geek podcast, a more or less family-friendly celebration of geekdom. It's Ella Pearson. Ella, welcome back to Discoverage. Thank you. Ella, it is great to speak with you again. Uh, how are you doing? Um, st- might sound a little congested on the show, and if I do, that's because I am. Had a chest x-ray, whole thing, we're going to kick it, but until then, it just sound a little funny on the show, it's yeah, fine, it's good. Yeah, just sticking around, persistent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tis the season Can't for, get rid of me. for that sort of thing, yeah, but we hope that you feel better soon. Um, here's something that might make you feel better from the news, of the world of news of Star Trek. Have you seen the teaser video for the center seat, 55 years of Star Trek? I haven't. It is a new docuseries from the producers of The Toys That Made Us and The Movies That Made Us on Netflix, and it will consist of interviews with cast and crew members from the entire Trek franchise providing an oral history of the show. And it will consist of me crying at the end of every episode. Possibly, possibly, if they want to make it touching (laughs) like that, yeah. But Mm -hmm. it looks like it's going to be kind of fun, and this... This docuseries has everything. They have stars from <laughs> from every... They have people that you'd never think they'd get. They, uh, Anthony Montgomery's there. Um, Kirstie Alley is in it. F. Murray Abraham is in it. Uh, plus oh, Ronald yeah. D. Moore, David Gerald. Uh, not just the normal people, but of course the normal people will also be there. That's awesome. I can't, I've, you know, I've never watched um, like the toys that made us, the movies that made us. I don't think it's um, for have, your demographic, you? so I'm not surprised. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've wanted to watch, you know, they make them um, about stuff that I'm interested in. So I wanted to watch episodes here and there. But I, I, I agree with you that <laughs> I'm yeah. not the target audience. It's funny because I've watched a couple of them, uh, but not religiously. And I guess I've never watched to the end because I've never noticed that the production company is called the Nacelle Company. So it's like, oh, obviously oh, they were going to get around to this at some point. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like that they've was, got a... That was always the end goal. Yeah. They've got a lot of Netflix bucks behind this thing. Uh, it's narrated by Gates McFadden. And, you know, I don't mean to sound oh, like awesome. an ad for it, but yeah, but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. That's so exciting. I can't wait for it to come out. I love it when they can get, um, I especially loved the uh, DS9 one. I'm looking forward to the Voyager one by um, yeah. David's opponent crew. But I like when they can get the, the actors to kind of dish on each other. Not be mean, but just to kind of yeah. find out what it was like, you know, uh, behind the scenes. The DS9 uh, doc was so good, too. Yeah. Just like yeah. amazing. So, uh, yeah, and Sirk Lofton's going to be in this one as well as uh, uh, Will Wheaton. And so... Hearing all those stories that they've had to keep bottled up for so long, <laughs> just let it all out. <laughs> so that's a, that's what it's called uh, once again the uh, the center seat, uh, fifty five years of Star Trek, and looking forward to it coming out this fall. All right, uh, the check is in the mail for us uh, as far as that goes. Uh, but let's <laughs> sponsored by yes. But let's get to our uh, topic for tonight. It's the ninth episode that we've just seen of the second season of Lower Decks. It's an episode called Wesh Douche, and we're here to talk all about it. But first, as always, a warning: we're setting a course for the spoiler zone, listeners. So be warned. We're glad you decided to join us, but if you haven't seen the episode, spoilers are incoming. The official synopsis for Wedge Douche is Boimler tries to find a bridge buddy while the USS Cerritos crew has downtime during a long warp trip. 
The episode was written by Catherine Lynn. Lynn is an executive story editor on the second season of the show. This is her first Trek credit. And the episode was directed by Bob Suarez, who we've talked about before on the show. Uh, he most recently directed The Spy Humongous and will always have Tom Paris. No starting for this episode. Uh, I did want to talk about a little uh, bit of trivia, some facts for the episode. Uh, the title, Wej Douche, of course, is Klingon for three ships. Uh, which maybe should have been five ships, but I don't have the translation for that if you've seen the episode. Uh, also, this is the first Star Trek episode uh, to begin with a lowercase letter, and it's the first to have its on-screen title card be in a non-Latin alphabet. It is not... Wow. It's Yeah, it's not the first one to cl- contain Klingon language, uh, looking for Parmok in all the wrong places, of course, from DS9, and... Maybe another one? That's the one I immediately came to mind. Uh, the Temerian phrase that's used in the episode uh, when Boimler is giving a, uh, a drink to Kayshawn, uh, he says, uh, Kim Arndt, her head cloudy. Uh, it's likely that's a reference to Lower Deck's uh, frequent director, Kim Arndt. Uh, also, um, the, the scene that we see, all, skipping to the end already, at the Borg Cube at the end, uh, if it's said at the same time as the episode, is the first on-screen portrayal of a Borg Cube that we see since the finale of Voyager Endgame. We, of course, see the Borg much later in Picard, but this is the first sort of contemporary look at the Borg. So the Borg still out there, still doing their thing. Still plugged in. They're all still plugged in, exactly, uh, and on a regeneration cycle. Uh, Robin Atkin Downs plays Tog in this episode. Rich Fulcher returns as Rebner and some of the other pack leads. Uh, Mark Evan Jackson's also back, amongst many of the other uh, uh, sort of reoccurring Lower Decks guests. Uh, Nolan North does several voices. Uh, what did you think about Wedge Douche? I really liked it. I thought it was so funny to bounce between the ships. I can't believe we haven't done that before. Yeah. It, yeah. It's something that was, uh, was it was a unique take, uh, especially uh, on lower decks. I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know, I thought it was like so smart and entertaining. Most um, like Star Trek episodes, uh, you know, or at least some do uh, jump between um, d- different settings. You know, if we've got a crew on the planet or, or a crew on a different ship, but it's kind of a first for lower decks. Um I did not really enjoy this episode. You know how like oh, every, no. every week we say, oh, this is the best episode that's come out yet. I think that this was a step too far for the show. I think it was, uh-huh. uh, I think it was too ambitious. Um, I think that it was, um, you know, they tried a lot. I mean, it's, you know, I have to commend the show for, for trying to do something um, uh, involved like this, but taking us to like, as soon as I realized what they were doing, you know, we were like, Oh, it's a Klingon ship. Oh, it's a Vulcan ship. I was like, my heart sank because I was like, no, I don't, I don't care about this other Klingons. I don't care about the Vulcans. Yeah. We're never going to see them again. I just wish that they had stuck with um, the, uh, the the Cerritos crew. That being said, though, you know, a lot of the later episodes in a season, um, the ones that come, you know, in the sort of back nine order are often kind of weird scripts that either hit it out of the park um, I think I don't want to be quoted on it, but I think the inner light was like a was a back nine script. And then there's ones that are like just like emergence was a was a back nine script. Like ones that are like, why did you make this? Everybody's going to forget this. <laughs> the one where Picard has a secret son or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, this was like a huge swing that did not connect as far as far as I uh, uh, felt. I was surprised when when it cuts the Klingon ship. I thought I was like, oh my god, they're going to do a whole lower decks, but on the Klingon ship. Like I was like, this is going to be the whole episode. Um, oh, and I was just on the Klingon ship. Cut yeah. Away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was surprised when it cut away, and I was like, oh, we're gonna, and then we're going to cut. I was like, oh, so it's going to be everywhere. And then we cut back, so I was like, oh, they are doing a lot 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Was, I they were that. so committed to it that I, I wonder if it, one of my problems was is like so we, we've talked about this week after week on the show but like the show is like it's a funny show no it's like a star trek adventure cartoon like animated series and it yeah. tries to do both and often it succeeds at both but i think just as often it um hamstrings itself by doing both not as good as it should and this almost felt like a backdoor pilot for like a klingon slash vulcan series it almost yeah. seemed like they were like, hey, you know what, maybe we could do a Klingon thing or what's it like on a Vulcan ship? And like when it comes down to it, I just felt like the plots were kind of predictable. Um, you yeah. know, the, he's going to try to get to be the captain's, you know, the number one guy. And then he realizes that the captain uh-huh. is not somebody he wants to follow. And the Vulcan thing is like she's not you – know, people don't like her curiosity, but um, ultimately it saves the day. But then she still sort of is punished for it. And I, they just both sort of played it out played out exactly how I kind of saw them going. And I think that like if you want to do the humor, you need to subvert it. So if you go to a Klingon ship, you need to see that subverted somehow. In the same way that on the Cerritos, we expect our Starfleet officers to be upstanding people and they're – they're kind of goons, you know, they're kind of, they're not always uh, figuring it out. Like last week. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean about that. Like, especially like the Vulcan ship. Yeah. Pretty predictable. I think, um, I was pretty shocked at the end when he said that he was going to recommend a transfer for her to go to a Starfleet ship. Yeah. Cause do you think that means that she's coming to the Cerritos? You know, I did have that thought. Um, I wish I could remember her name. Uh, I know they said it a couple times. I just wasn't like, paying attention. But... It starts with a T. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's a possibility. I think they do need to think about starting to add um, new crew members if we're going to go forward. Like one of the things I really like about season two is that we're, I feel like we're getting to know people better now. Like in the same way that yeah. O'Brien was just that curly headed guy who's an extra. And yeah. then after season two, yeah. three, you're like, Oh, it's O'Brien. Like you're starting to get to know Billups and, and people like Shax and stuff like that. So yeah, this is, um, you know, at a rebellious, uh, she's the Ensign Rowe, but she's a Vulcan instead of Bajoran. She's kind of rebellious. That's what we need. Short, short break. Yeah, here. I do really like her. I hope that she comes to the Cerritos because, well, obviously I'm just, you know, biased because I already like Vulcans are my favorite already, but I think she'd be <laughs> so funny with like Mariner. Yeah. What did you think about the... Talyn. 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 What did you think about the depiction of uh, the Vulcans and Talyn's ship? Because um, we don't get a lot of looks into um, the world of the Vulcans, except in Enterprise. Yeah. I guess I kind of agree with you that it was pretty, like, predictable. Like, they're kind of dry, you know? But I did, like, just, like, the dialogue between them that was yeah like seemed to be a little bit more casual like is anyone free for chess later and she's like no i'm working and then he's like i i am yeah. available <laughs> for chess later like that's funny yeah 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 he's <laughs> yeah. like talking to each other. yeah um or when that same guy like leaned over and was like you know you're not acting like yourself everyone can see it like yeah it's just like that sort of casual like crewmate dialogue between them yeah. i had fun seeing um I almost wish it was longer, but I definitely think that you're right to say that it was like predictable because it was like, oh, the Vulcans are being dry. And she's like, no, I don't want to meditate. I want to work. And they're like, whoa. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird. Cause Don't we, be crazy. <laughs> they reminded me of Enterprise Vulcans, which would be, you know, yeah. over 200 years ago. And like, yeah. let's face it, you know, the Vulcans have been spacefaring for a long time. I don't think that they're going to be that much different than they are uh, uh-huh. from Enterprise. But at the same time, I'm like, are they still like, uh, are they still yelling at like younger uh, Vulcans for uh, for being, thinking out of the box and things like that? Is that really like, they just seem one note It reminded me. me a bit of... um that scene in um, JJ track uh, when Spock is in front of the oh, dudes the, from the school. Yeah. The Vulcan. Do you know what I'm talking about? Science. The high command. Yeah. 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 And he's like, God, what's the line? He's like, just, he's like a little sassy, but in like a Vulcan yeah, way. Yeah. I don't That's want, I don't want to go there. Just, I want to go to Starfleet. Exactly. Yeah. Like a little, a little one note, but still satisfying. Maybe not as satisfying. Maybe that line in JJ Shark was a bit more satisfying, but that's also just me. If Vulcans are my favorite, they always have been. So I'm going to be <laughs> pretty happy with whatever I've delivered on that front, I think. I also thought that, like, are, are the Klingons still really stabbing each other in the back and doing all that stuff? Like, I, <laughs> I'd really hope that, uh, you know, the ascension of Martok and just everything that happened after the end of the Dominion War and uh-huh. I, I kind of hope that they had been uh, being a little more, I don't know, a little open-minded about stuff. But uh, it is true that their their captain is, like, he was a bad guy from, like, the beginning. Like, he was always yeah. going to take this in a in a bad direction, but it's like... And they're really just thinking about, like, mm, today's a good day to stab the boss. Yeah. Don't you kind of like the idea, though, that an end, like, literally a lower decker is just like, well, I guess I'll kill the I captain guess that's now how you'd become get up. him. Yeah, I guess that's how your promotion would come. Isn't yeah. that, like, great? Yeah. Like, at the beginning, his... he's like, maybe he'll promote me to first officer if I impress him. And then he's like, this guy's got to go and I'm going to take him out. Yeah. You know? And he was kind of the Klingon Boimler, and uh, the Vulcan was kind of the the uh, Vulcan uh, Mariner a little bit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. When yeah. she when she did the walk out, live long and prosper. <laughs> yeah. 100%. She just forgot to do the the sarcastic yeah. hand gesture. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that uh, it's cl- uh, canon that Klingon blood is purple again. That was funny. Lord X canon. Then, <laughs> then that's yeah. They got Pepto Bismol blood. We all know that's true. Don't try to hide it. What did you think of the other ships? Did you think? I mean, I know you said it was predictable, but were there parts that you were satisfied by? Uh, most of the Cerrito stuff was, you know, was just all on on the nose or not on the nose. That's a negative thing. Uh, was um, acceptable, I thought, for um, for Cerrito, <laughs> acceptable okay. for Cerritos action. <laughs> like, I like the idea of all right. So nobody's going to kill us this week, but are we going to end up killing each other because we're so desperate to like find something to do? And so having. Um, Mariner and her mom play uh, Star Trek Clue, I guess. Which I can't. That, be- oh my god! I can't believe Star Trek Clue doesn't exist. They have Big Bang Clue. I need it. Where is it? Yeah, but let's see some Star Trek Clue. Um, and just and then of course, like, I, see, I, specificity is one of the keys to comedy. And I like the idea of Boimler getting involved in this situation where he's in this group of people and he has to pretend that he's from Hawaii. And then, of course, you know, the twist is none of them are from Hawaii. But then the other twist is they're all from moons. And so he's nice. Yeah. He's outside of the group still. It's like, that's a good construction. I, that, that, that was really mm-hmm. funny. And they're like, uh, what kind of plantation were you from? Uh, pineapple? Coffee? It's like both. Ooh, oh, that's really tropical. <laughs> At the very end when he's like, 
so you all pretend you were from Hawaii? That's pretty culturally insensitive. Yeah, right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that is part of the ohana. Yeah. Um, what else? It's, it's hmm. the three separate stories makes it like, um, I don't know. It makes it like harder to talk about. There's no real like, um, you know, through line. I think that yeah. um, I hope that. So next week's the finale, which we'll talk about next week. And I hope mm-hmm. that we don't do. I can't imagine what it's going to be about other than uh, what we've uh, spec- speculated on it being about um, the, the, the two Boimlers. But I hope it's yeah. not the um, Packlets again. Um, do you think it's going to be um, like to Lynn coming to the ship? Ooh, that would be a really quick payoff. But yeah, I could see it happening, I suppose. Yeah, what if Lynn comes and she's like way better than them? And Boimler's like, oh my God. I'm so, you know, what if he's like, oh God, now she's going to get all the promotions ahead of us. She's way better than us. Right, you right. Know? And um, yeah, and Mariner's not really happy about it either. Um, yeah, I don't see um, I don't see Mariner and her getting along super well. <laughs> no, not not really. Not uh, really well. Yeah. Did the uh, <laughs> did the Klingon captain kick his dog? It's like okay, that guy's uh, <laughs> the dark. They're kind of so so they set you up with like okay, so we understand that the Klingon society is different. We we want to accept their society and murder in some cases is okay in their society. So we really should be okay with. Our uh, our hero on that ship, like killing his captain, but like just to uh-huh. just to pin it down, like he kicks his dog, like before, yeah, <laughs> before the guy stabs him, and it's like, okay, well, that I mean, fun. the dog did the dog was grabbing him, right? So it was like a little bit of self defense, but also like the dog grabbed him because like, yeah, that's uh, he needed to he needed to go down. The opposite of saving the cat is is kicking the dog, yeah. So that yeah. guy's got to go. <laughs> and then there was uh see this is uh, i hate it when they do jokes like this but the very end was it's the first time we've ever had uh images over the credits you know we cut to a borg ship yeah. and what it's their lower decks people doing they're just like recharging and it's like that's the joke it's like yeah but you know what would the subversion of that be what if the borg are doing mm-hmm tedious tasks they're like gambling that they don't they're like, like drinking. <laughs> yeah sure they could be doing that but like doing tedious tasks that they don't like and how do borg react you know to that, when, like the but... hobbit when it, like when it not peter jackson's version but the hobbit in general and it like cuts to the elves and they're so like magical all the time and it cuts them like literally like like lower decks elves and they're just like getting drunk losing their keys <laughs> yeah right yeah the because the yeah the hobbit elves are uh are different than uh, the lorian elves i guess yeah yeah the, the Markwood elves are just like getting wasted. Yeah, oh, I got so hammered on, on on mead last night. Yeah, dude, this wine is crazy. Oh man, I'm drinking dewdrops. Woo! What are the what, are the, what would the Borg drink? Just like oil? <laughs> I guess I, you know they. How do you get a Borg drunk? Yeah, uh, bad oil or is this? Yeah, uh, is what this got synthetic? what got data? What got data? A little silly, goofy. Um, the Psi 2000 virus. Yeah. Magnets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. The Borg, like, take off their, like, eye, like, things. And they're like, everything, look, everything's spinning. Whoa. <laughs> My hand looks weird. This, it's like a kaleidoscope. This is insane. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta report to my robot shift early in the morning. <laughs> Dude, the queen is not gonna be happy with <laughs> the me. The queen's coming back. 
this yeah okay that's what i wanted <laughs> that's what he wanted just them getting of, drunk and then being like the yeah. queen's coming yeah come on everybody hide. that would have been funny put your eyes back on dude run hide <laughs> he's got his like those eye thing on up. He's got his eye thing on upside down. They're right. pretending to be plugged in in the side of the hallway as she walks by. All right. Well, if we don't see this next season, then come on, guys, come on. Well, if we see it next season, then we know where to send. You know, well, we know where they should send our paychecks. Have they dressed up like somebody else yet, or do you think they're trying to stay away from that? You know, like in Star Trek, it's always like, oh, just make me a like a dark skinned Vulcan. That's fine. <laughs> Nobody ever goes like, feel like should we be doing this? That's fine, that's chill. <laughs> should we be doing this? I want to see a like... an episode where because uh, Boimler did go to uh, to Romulus for the um, for the Veritas uh, last year yeah. uh, to steal the uh, or no, no what was that that was Rutherford uh, to steal the Bird of Prey, but. Yeah, I want to see them like deal with the sort of uncomfortable implications of them becoming different races and stuff. <laughs> Just like Boimler being like, that's so culturally guys, insensitive. I'm, I don't know about this. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we aren't Hawaiian, you to guys. Pretend we're Hawaiian. Dude, we're not take from these Hawaii. Lays off. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think we did I had our... a. Um, oh, go ahead. My. Uh, and this is a non, my choir director, my freshman year of college. Okay. A uh, white Midwestern man obsessed with Hawaii. Huh. We sung a song in Hawaiian. He always said Hawaii. Hawaii. He would correct yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. If we said Hawaii, he'd say Hawaii. He'd yeah, say Hawaii. The... And I was like, okay, bestie. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling iffy here. Hear the apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Whatever uh, makes you happy, I guess. Um, he'd been to Hawaii, right? The saddest thing would be if he had not been there, but he was just... He had been, yeah, okay. he had been All multiple right. times. All he right. was one of those. That's colonizer, cool. you know, yeah, general. Right. of course. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that was going to be a little more funny than it was. Got a little dark. That's okay. No, that, thanks for sharing. that on thanks this podcast. Thanks for sharing that, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else related to Wedge Douche, the episode that you can think of? I don't think so. I mean, pretty even though I, I enjoyed it, I respect, you know, that it wasn't your jam because it was, you know, just like I said, I agree with you that it was very predictable, a little straightforward, but I liked it. Yeah. I did know, however, right away that I was not going to come on and say, this is my new favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and um, I respect that you liked it. Like, I think that it was yeah. very ambitious and I think that it is exciting to see, you know, one of the things that... Uh, that Lower Decks does is it's like, well, it's kind of like a riff on TNG or just, you know, characters yeah. being on yeah. a Starfleet ship, but can we show other stuff? And yeah, they can. They they showed us a Vulcan ship and a Klingon ship and a, a Borg ship. So yeah, I think that's really great that they're stretching their legs. I do wish that the Borg had just been getting a little silly goofy in the in like the basement <laughs> of the ship. Yeah. Or, or can you, you imagine follow- if they were like holding <laughs> magnets up to each other's heads? You got to follow a pattern though. So like one of the oh Borg has to be the hero Borg who's like, I yeah. feel like efficiency is overrated. It's like, oh no, you must be reprogrammed. <laughs> no, listen. He's like, do we really need another human to join the collective? You guys yeah. <laughs> don't we have enough of that rattling around up here already? Our collective is full. We need a Hawaiian in our collective. <laughs> He's like, don't you guys wish we just had somebody a little more fun? Like, we don't need somebody else from San Francisco. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a good point. Like, is there? There must be a real San Francisco culture then in uh, in Starfleet. Yeah. Uh, Do you think anybody from, from the Midwest has ever been like assimilated, and then everyone, and then uh, suddenly they all like know how to make lefsa? Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all the Borg just one finger wave at each other as they pass in the in the corridors. Yeah. Just like, nope, nope. All the how to speak Minnesotan jokes. Um, I actually think it's kind of silly that they maintain that every single Starfleet officer uh, goes through Starfleet Academy in San Francisco, Uh California on Earth. Like, think of the millions of people that must be in Starfleet and the many, many, many races. Millions? Don't you think? How many? What what do you think the population? I don't know. What do you think the population of the galaxy is? Of the galaxy? Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean like non-contacted races. I mean like, you know, federate all those civil, quote unquote civilized races, Federation, Romulan, Empire, Klingons. It's trillions, right? I guess there's a lot. So there has to be but thousands in, in of... in Starfleet, though? There's got to be thousands of ships. I mean, there's thousands of ships in the American Navy. So there must be like hundreds of thousands of ships to cover all that space. And then you would need millions of officers to be on those thousands of ships. So they can't all t- go do four years... Uh, you know, in, in uh, San Francisco, there's no way they must take uh, correspondence courses or there's academies on other planets, you know, the U of Vulcan or whatever. Zoom, uh, Starfleet courses. distance learning. Yeah, yeah. They're like, no, I went to they're like, no, actually, I got my I went through, you know, I did distance learning. So it was on Zoom and everyone yeah. else is like, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> And if you're, yeah, if it, 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 it still works because if you're Wesley, you know, you're a legacy and everything, and so you know you're going to get to go to uh, to San Francisco. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's no way that like <laughs> Worf or whoever got to go to. No, forget about it. That's what I think. It's not important. I've got many more rants like that on my podcast if you want to hear that, though. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. Let's say for right now that that's it for this week. Uh, Thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at EISTPOD for updates and to get notified when new episodes of both Enterprising Individuals and Discoverage, this show, get released. And you can tweet to us on the show by using the hashtag hashtag discoverage or email us at eistpod at gmail.com and while you're on the internet why not go to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to our show feed and give us a rating and a review because it really helps us out if you want to help the show grow stop by our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash eistpod and as always if you like the show tell a friend Discoverage will return next week on October 14th for the 10th and final episode of Season 2 of Star Trek Lower Decks. And we we don't know the title again. Uh, there's a pretty much there's a pattern now. They come out um, next Mondays. Uh, so check for that title then. But we'll be here on Thursday to cover the episode. We'll be going live once again at 8 p.m. Central. So join us then. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at EISTpod to get notif- notified when we're live and broadcasting. In the meantime, check out our main show at Enterprising Individuals at EnterprisingIndividuals.com. Every Wednesday on the show, I and a special guest discuss in excruciating detail a selected episode from a Star Trek series. We also have news from the Trek sphere and interviews with special guests. Our latest episode just dropped, and on it, I'm joined once again by Thad Haight, uh, former Discoverage guest and host of the podcast License to Spiel, to talk about the Enterprise episode North Star, a.k.a. the Cowboy one that has nothing to do with Firefly, you guys. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it is also totally about racial discrimination. And you can hear that episode at enterprisingindividuals.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ella, thanks as always for joining me to talk about tonight's episode of Lower Decks. Remind people where they can find you online. 
Uh, my home podcast is called Generations Geeks. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and on social media too. Yeah, go check that out. You can also find me at K-A-1-I-B-A-N on Twitter. You can find all the shows on the Just Enough Trope Network at at Just Enough Trope on Twitter. And that is it for us. Thanks for listening. We're signing off. This is Aaron Faella saying live long and prosper. Bye.